What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Chocolate with the Side of Medicine. I am one of your hosts, Amy Jo MD. I have with me Dr. No-No. Hey. Dr. Chris. What up, y'all? And Dr. Sunshine is not with us today. She's taking care of some things, but I assure you she will be back soon. So how was everyone's evening? Um, Basically, I did a lot of... um, binge watching because mm-hmm, i watch mm-hmm. a lot of shows because you know guys i love tv and i'm always watching some tv and i've been watching this show on netflix i don't know Ooh. if any one of you guys have watched the show the last kingdom oh Ooh. yeah oh, i started watching it. that show is great i'm on the i didn't Ooh. finish it quite yet it's the the last season mm-hmm. i don't know if they're gonna re- redo a, a season again i'm not sure if it was picked up for another season but it's good girl i'm not gonna lie i fell asleep multiple times watching it that's because i was really tired it has nothing to say about the quality of the show but i will definitely go back and rewatch it from the beginning it's a good show uh better call saw i actually they just oh. put it on netflix mm-hmm. so i'm all caught up with that just binge the entire fifth season such a good show like almost like the same person that did the um breaking bad yeah better call saw and it mm-hmm. looks it's like a repeat of a show and it looks great. So, I never I saw Breaking like, Bad, but I heard that it was a really good show. Oh my gosh, for real? Yeah. Like, Joe, you gotta watch Breaking Bad. You have to. It's great. You know what I've been watching? Well, what? y'all know I'm bad with series anyway, so I almost should not say watching. I should really not use watching. You know what I saw a few episodes of? There's right. this, um, it's on Epics. It's called From from it's like a uh like a thriller series you know me that's my my of course it has okay and it's like it's interesting because people somehow get caught in this it's not really a time continuum it's almost like a i don't know where it is they get stuck in this town essentially okay and you can't get out of the town and of course everything's all good during the day but at night these things that sh- like sh- shape shift and mimic people that you know and love, of course, are like, hey, can you let me in? And of course, if you do, they eat you. And they ain't regular eating people. <laughs> oh my God. So like, it's, like, it's like zombies? N- they're not zombies. Um, no one knows exactly. And I haven't made it far enough alone. Nobody knows exactly what they are, but they can mimic anyone, right? So it could they could mimic your grandmother or your boyfriend what? or your best friend. Um, and so they're like, they devour people. Like that's what they do. What? They have apparently been around for like a long time. And it's weird because people in this town see the same thing before they actually get caught. Like they're all driving somewhere and they all find a big like log in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um and this weird like pattern that the crows are going and then they end up in this town and it doesn't happen often but when it happens people are like oh my god somebody else is caught but it's weird everybody sees the same role and the same thing but they're coming from different places right so somebody has like been plotting like well where were you driving when you got there and they're coming from all over like Florida Texas you know Minnesota like all these things they see the exact same thing and they end up in this town so nobody really knows exactly where they are it's kind of interesting. And of course, with all things where people have been stuck in a town and they can't get out of it, like psychosis is set in, like I think someone's schizophrenic, like they're seeing and hearing voices. So oh it, it's like so <laughs> oh it's gosh. so interesting. 
and they don't know like crops randomly like it's weird because I'm like well how are they still alive like why haven't they starved but you pick it up like in little things like the farmers that like raise like chicken and cattle and it, somebody was like well where do they come from and people are like I don't know like they just show up and you take care of them so what? you gotta live off the land you know I die right there but I would be like man no no cookies no nothing like what we do right? <laughs> um, right. no future comforts um and so it's weird you know it's gonna be it, you know if you didn't know any better I don't know who wrote it if you didn't know any better it feels like a old Stephen King like kind of series mm-hmm. but it's really good so far so that, um, that is like a loss, like the concept of loss. Just yeah, and you know, I didn't watch Lost, but I, I had enough friends that watched it, and I, it feel it does feel like a, I know enough about Lost because they were kind of well. Lost was weird because y'all were so disappointed in the Lost. People were pissed at their last episode. That was like the worst ending ever. Like out of all the series <laughs> ever made, Lost is like top three. Right, and everyone was so upset with that ending. I. But leading up to the end, they were stuck somewhere. You weren't really sure where they are, but it wasn't like they were on a different planet, right? They knew they were on Earth. They knew they were, you know, the water was water, land was land, all this kind of stuff. It's similar to that, except for I'm really just getting started and people are like freaking out on how they get out. It's real bad. So um, that sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) <laughs> you talking about pissed? I would be so right. mad. Mm-hmm. And it's and oh, I can't wait to get into it some more because everybody seemed to be on their way home from what was a culminating event, right? Like just, oh, something major happened in our family. And right when we thought we had an answer, we ended up here. Or mm-hmm. we were going to take mm-hmm. one last trip. and But before we came home and made a decision about a divorce, but we ended up here. Or like, it always seems to be like there was something like, like life changing that was either happening or gonna happen and then mm-hmm. they end up you know there so i'm like note to self don't I mean, drive when you like, have life altered decisions to make what if they were about to like do these decisions and it actually turns out that they did them and they just ended up like dying and now that this place is like the afterlife or something isn't it like um what was the movie that y'all hated lost yeah oh, like, oh yeah yeah that's exactly what they're like actually <laughs> dead yeah, that is crazy. You never know. That's crazy. Kind of sounds like someone is like orchestrating the whole thing. Like, my God. <laughs> nah, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, how is it that they pick these random people to do this? Like, why is it these people? They, right. It's That's like, it seems question. like they're, they're strategically picked. They don't know. And some of them have been there for years. That's crazy. Like, oh. some of them have been there, like, they were children when their families got stuck and somehow survived and they have been there and they're like now like adults like some people have been there for years stuck in this place wow i'll check this out and that would be interesting because i would think if it was afterlife you wouldn't grow right maybe they're stuck in like a time warp or something or right it's almost like this weird time continuum or something i don't know but it's it's interesting so you know i'm like man how is that happening like it can't be you know like sci-fi i'm like well this can't be the afterlife because I would not think you would age in the afterlife every now and then like things happen like radios come on or like the 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 police department's radio will like hit a frequency and get some fuzz or something and I'm like y'all are somewhere y'all are somewhere trapped in the matrix um (laughs) 
I'll check this out. I, I like love it. sci-fi. I mean, the way you explained it to me before, it sounded like it was scary, and I don't do scary. I, I'm a wimp at heart, and I don't do scary movies, at least by myself. So I will I will give this a go. And It is know, scary, though. I just, you know, disclaimer to Dr. Noel and all you non-scary people out there, like, it has an element of scary to it. Like, folks straight getting chomped down okay like these are not oh vampires that just are like oh i'm gonna just you know eat. no they are like they don't leave a whole lot like you come back and it's just <laughs> oh, like oh man that's crazy little, you little mean, real no bones and some no some femurs you know what i'm saying like and, what oh is happening so, so these vampires don't sparkle in the sun they're not I vampires that i don't that. well at least i don't think so <laughs> i hated that like how they twinkle in right. the sun sparkle in the sun like stop i wouldn't think they were vampires <laughs> but you know that's an interesting point because they only come out at night mm-hmm. when the sun goes down they only come out they don't come in your house unless you invite, invite them because you think that there are people you know well, That's they crazy. don't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to invite them. That I take that back. They can come in if you leave the door open. They've all got these little um, uh, protected protector symbols that they hang on their door. Mm. And as long as that's up and you don't open anything at night, they can't come in. But if you leave the door open, they can come in freely. So oh, no. I guess Would technically- Man, I'd Would be locked be down. Me. Listen, locked down. First of if all, you outside, oh, oh, Chris will be safe because <laughs> right. at five o'clock and we like, girl, it's time to turn it it's in. To all right, turn it <laughs> early. let's That's get it. That's it. Ain't nobody Whatever getting us at night. We in bed. We sleep. Doctor No No and Doctor Sunshine be out there risking their lives right. in the streets. No, nope. but That's true. Me and Doctor We would be. We'd be like, we'd be like, Dad, you hungry, right? Me too. We just gonna have to starve until until late. Well, no, as long <laughs> as your house, you're good, right? Right. You stay in your house. Don't look out the window. Don't answer the door. Right. I could do that. I'm good. <laughs> I, I would live. And just for the record, Dr. Well, no, Dr. 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 Sunshine, don't routine, come knocking on my door after no. I didn't make it home. Let me nope. in. I'm not opening the door. I'm telling I'm everybody right it. now. I am not opening the door because nope. they can mimic people. So how I know it's you? I don't know it's you. I know it's you. I know in the morning if I see a little torso all ate up on my porch, I'd be like, "Damn, that really Dang. was her, man." It's right. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Chris, come look at this. It was Dr. No No. Oh, God, oh, I missed her. I guess you're telling Let's the truth. one out for the homies. Oh, okay. <laughs> how do I <laughs> say bye? Because I'd be like. And she's a good friend. If I had known right. it was her, I might have opened that door. It wasn't my mm-hmm. fault. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. I had to protect myself. Someone had to tell the story. All right. So, so basically, um, the trending topic kind of alludes to um, a little bit about what we talked on our last show. So it's kind of like if you listen to the last show, you would kind of know mm-hmm. what we're talking about. I'm ready. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. So I saw on um, NBC News that um, they had this, uh, I guess it was this article that they put out online. And it was about, they said that Black patients more likely to be deemed as non-compliant in doctor's notes. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, you know, we kind of talked about that. And I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, they've done studies about this and they've shown that. And they were like, 
Doctors um, were more likely to describe Black patients negatively when documenting notes, which could encourage racism, right? In February, there was a study done from the University of Chicago, and the researchers, they analyzed 40,000 hospital notes and about more than 18,000 patients, right? They found that Black people were two times as likely than white people to have negative descriptors Mm. in their files. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And a similar study was published in the Journal of American Medical uh, Association, and they found that the documents were more likely to use like stigmatizing language in their notes for Black patients. And I thought that was really interesting because like we were kind of already talking about that. Mm-hmm. And when I thought to myself, like, okay, then I started thinking about when I document, like, what things do I put in my notes, and the the funny thing about the non-compliant, I normally don't ever put non-compliant. I would say like maybe weren't adherent to the medication or if they didn't take it, I say that what the reason was, like mm-hmm. they ran out of refills or something like that. But I never necessarily put that in my note. Which majority of the time, if you just talk, like if you talk to a patient, I found that most of the times it's a financial reason, like why they're not able to pick up their medication. You know, their insurance didn't go through in time, so they're unable to get their refills. And now they're coming back into the ER trying to get medication. Um, You know, non-compliant is such an umbrella term, but it really does. It helps to just kind of ask, well, you know, and just, you know, not chalk it up to saying, oh, you know, he didn't take the medication because he doesn't want to. That's never, that's usually not the reason. Um, if you just ask them what's going on and then you can get to the reason why, and then you can help, you know, talk to your case managers, your social workers to try and fix it. So it doesn't happen again. Right. right. So, but yeah. I was also thinking on the other hand, not compliant is not necessarily a bad word per se. I just mm-hmm. kind of think that it's when someone is reading it, they're viewing it differently, or maybe the other language that's also put in the note. Because yeah. some of my patients are non-compliant. I'm right. Like all here, that right? just means is that you just are not complying to the plan. Now, right? so I will, it, yeah, I will try to right? use um, like doesn't take consistently. Um, right. Uh, has missed multiple. But the, I have a few, maybe not a lot. I have a few where like they are non-compliant. Right. Like they are sitting here in my office saying, yeah, I picked it up. And then I say, no, you didn't. I can see it right here. Yeah, I didn't pick it up. <laughs> or, um, you know, and it's always, if, if, if for whatever reason, right? And so I, if I put in non-compliance, if I put in non-compliance, this is not our first conversation about it. We, right. This is like visit three, visit four. You, you've not, you've yet to pick it up. You know, you kind of say, oh yeah, I'm pick it up. I come back, you haven't picked it up. I've got a few people like that. And they're just like, yeah, I just don't want to take it. Okay, but you do understand that, you know, you got this. Yeah, I understand. I I will, in some cases, document um, noncompliance, and here is why. Noncompliant right. has, does not want to take the medicines. But in that, if you follow my notes, you would see that, you know, most time I ask people, and, I, and June, I'm like, hey, listen, just tell me. If there's something you don't like about it, let me know so we can change it. So before I do noncompliance, I will attempt to change the medicine to something that they may be more agreeable to, mm-hmm. um, check to make sure they can afford it, um, check to make sure there's no side effects, be very thorough in why we're prescribing it, what's the benefits of taking it, what's the disadvantage of taking it, 
And every now and then, not a whole lot. I agree with the article, not a whole lot. This is I, Dr. Nono is on it. Like most of the time, this is not a huge issue, but I do have a small handful of people that kind of look me in my face and say, I heard everything you said. I am not misunderstanding you. I'm about to go home and not take this medicine. Right. So, um, and the reason why you put it in is not necessarily for them. It's just that what I think what we're also missing, and we don't talk about this part of, of medicine, like we, we talk about it from patient's perspective as we should, but there's a physician perspective. I got people mm-hmm. that I answer to as well, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is, I do not just answer to the patient. I have a chair that I have to answer to your insurance company. So your insurance company told me to tell you to do all these compliant things. Right. And I have to prove that we made a solid plan. So I've got to answer to your insurance company. I've got to answer to my boss. So somebody's tracking. Um, Are you controlling your blood pressures? Well, are you checking your A1Cs? Are you improving your A1Cs? Are you asking about smoking cessation? Are you sending people for their mammograms? Or are you actually doing their pap smears? Are you giving them their vaccines? Like somebody is tracking that for me every step of the way. And if I run into a situation where somebody can look in a chart and say, what the hell is happening here? Mm. Like, why are we actively watching this patient develop, you know, fatal symptoms or significant, you know, heart disease or diabetes and all this kind of stuff. I need for them to be able to look and say, we have come to the end of everything that we can do. Mm -hmm. This person just does not want the medication. And so this have to document it. Mm -hmm. If I document that though, that's my cue to say, Hey, I think we need to find you someone that you feel more comfortable with so that you can get what you need. Um, and so generally it's time for me to transition them to somebody else, but some of them don't want to leave. They'd be like, no, I'm good right here. They'd be like, what are we doing? Like, I know that happens, but I think, I think the other thing too, is that a lot of, a lot of patients have different doctors that they're seeing and Mm -hmm. when they're seeing different specialists and let's say they're seeing the cardiologist, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing a specialist out there. They see the cardiologist and the cardiologist says that this patient is non-compliant, doesn't take their meds and all of that. And let's say you didn't meet this patient, you didn't know. So automatically, when you read this previous notes and you see that other specialists say they're not taking this, they're not taking, that already has, that already in in itself could maybe create a bias for the doctor that mm-hmm. they're seeing, mm-hmm. seeing this new patient and knowing, okay, they don't tend to like to take their medications. Right. Some people will take that as a, like, oh, they're not going to listen to whatever we say anyway, or look at it as, hey, why they're not taking the medication. Do they know why they need to take the medication mm-hmm. and look at it a different way? But I think it really all depends on the doctor and like how they manage the potential biases that arise in those notes. Cause I ask them, hey, hey, your cardiologist said you don't take your medicine. Mm-hmm. It's written, right? What, where you, where you see that? Right, right. Here, right here, your notes. <laughs> they say you do not take your medicine. What's up with that? And right. then you get all these explanations and some of it, like Dr. Nono was saying, what well, it's, you know, it's just poor education or poor understanding. Like I, I, you know, what happens a lot when in, in um, not cardiology, but in hypertension, like people mm-hmm. don't understand that treatment of blood pressure requires layering. So mm-hmm. some people are like, well, that one didn't work. So why am I taking it? 
So I don't yeah. understand why they gave me two. Yeah. Like, they never asked, especially. It's like, well, right. why you give me two, right? They wait six months mm-hmm. to come see you. And like, well, I didn't know what that was about. So I decided not to. Did you check your blood pressure, though, why you decided not to? Well, no, I didn't check it. So you just out here with a 210 over 115 for right. kicks and giggles? Like, what are we talking about? Like, right. um, so sometimes you have to explain to them, like, here's why you have to take more than one. And they're like, oh, well, nobody told me that. Um, but it's still we still have to this is a hard one because you Mm. want to not be responsible for creating bias in the healthcare system for anyone Mm -hmm. especially minorities and people who come into this health system at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. so that could be that can be your lgbt community that could be your transgender community that could be african-americans latinos undocumented foreigner i mean you name it that can be a lot of different people at the same time, there has to be a way in all things medicine that we communicate from physician to physician so that you understand what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And we're missing that noncompliance says something very specific to mm-hmm. other physicians. We are having a hard time coming to a plan. Between me and the patient, we have not agreed to anything. And so if you're wondering why I have, especially the primary care doctor, if you're wondering why I have, it appears that I'm just dumping someone on you without giving it the good college try, I am not. It's just that I've run out of options because nothing that I have put on works. And sometimes that's called noncompliance. Yep. So it's complicated. Right. You're just not conforming to my plan. (laughs) <laughs> and that is what it is. You don't. Yeah. I've sent people that didn't like my plan, and 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 I've sent people to specialists that didn't like my plan, um, just really didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And they see someone else, and or they see the specialist, and they see endocrinology for the diabetes, and you see them, you know, three months later, and their A one C is great. It wouldn't have been the way that I did it, but hey, if it's working, you know, that's fine. Um. So, but they were yeah. still very much non-compliant for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. and this is after, you know, three three month, um, you know, visits times three, four. We've been at this for a year and we still can't find anything that, you know, may work for you. So yeah, we need to. And I do try right. to document that. I'm tr- right. I try to be really good. Like, hey, try this medicine, cause a side effect. Hey, tried this medicine, didn't like this because of this. Hey, tried this medicine, didn't like that because of that. So that if anybody was going back to read the note, I try to make sure like the most pertinent information is there. But that takes time. Y'all know that takes time. It's hard for physicians out here to be documenting a year of a year of nonconformity. <laughs> Finding a different word to say what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, all the same. A year, a year, a year of f your couches. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's what it is. A year of Charlie Murphy's. Mm. So you know, <laughs> hey, what can we do? I know, right. I know. We do what we can, but you know, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Can I tell y'all something else? I don't know if you yes. got another um in the news, but oh, I have a go great ahead. one. All right, y'all. It. Go ahead. So Mike Tyson um owns a um a gummy um marijuana dispensary. Oh, yes, I heard he was trying to get one. Yes, he's got one up, right? And so he can't sell his gummies in Colorado because his gummies are in the shape of an ear with a bite out of it. 
No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And so <laughs> apparently, apparently, y'all, in this in Colorado, you are um the state law prohibits marijuana edibles from being shaped like humans, animals, fruits, or other images that could attract children. Now, I don't know what children out here eat ears, but, you know, I'm like, okay. I I never thought that would be a law. Me neither. Yeah, so the law of the the state says you cannot make it into shapes. And so his ear, bitten ear edibles um, (laughs) are illegal. In Colorado, so um, he's got to work on. It. He's actually changing it. He's changing it to a T, and he will sell them in the shape of a T. But you cannot sell them sell them in the shape of an ear. Oh, I mean, just don't sell them in the shape of an ear in Colorado. Yeah, he's you gonna change know. it in Colorado to a T. But now I want to see what the ear looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, it's a realistic looking ear. Like, I don't know. You know that ear right. um, edible game is about to go through the roof. Mike Tyson right. is about to make so much money because everybody's gonna be like, "Well, let me see the ear." Right. Because um, oh I because I, I definitely want to see it. I know. I want to see it so bad. I should try to Google it. Like Mike Tyson ear. Does it come in all gummy? <laughs> I don't know. Lord. So Why, I'm not surprised you would do something like this, but I I mean that's honestly that's a great Y'all, marketing. I gimmick. see them. This is awesome. Hold on. Okay. Let's just, let's see. Let's see. It's in wish... different colors and it really looks like an ear. No, they're red, but they do look like ears. This is so great. Hold on, I'm just gonna try to that is too oh, funny. Lord. That you know, I was trying to read the article and I was like, this will make a good make for such a good topic, but Oh my god! <laughs> it does look like an ear, and With it's a little like crusted. It got a little no, like crust in it. it. Look, that's that's the ear. With a little, bitten. this is awesome. Um, so yes, well, I'm sure that uh, Mike Tyson will still thrive if his gummies are in the shape of a T, but he cannot, he cannot, you know, sell those. So that's awesome. That's crazy. Wasn't I just it, want you to uh, know. Wasn't it Evander Holyfield, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he should get a cut of it if he. I know. Money. I'd be like, yo, oh, isn't that my ear? I'd be like, you got to give me a cut because it was my ear. Right. Exactly. Actually, he should be doing that. But I'm sure his team probably didn't come with that, you know, that proposal. So. Well, I'm sure. But I'm just saying, like, it would be nice that he would get a cut from the proceeds, at least. So kind of, kind of, you know, it'll probably go into what our uh, trending topic was, but Ooh. you know, we'll, we'll get to that point. Doctor, no, no, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. one second. Shout out to the Chocolate MDs and Black Care and oh, the links yes, I almost for forgot. an amazing oh talk. We did a talk um, yesterday on chronic kidney disease and its impact on the Black community. It was awesome. They had great questions. Um, I wanted to make sure that uh, we we uh, said thank you um, to the organizations that were represented and for people coming out to ask questions and be very ask questions and be very engaging. It was really wonderful. And if you are out there and you need to know more about kidney disease or you don't know anything about chronic kidney disease, then I encourage you to go to the Black Care K A R E site mm-hmm. to get more information about chronic kidney disease and its impact. And what it is, what it could be, and what it is at its worst, right? You want to know all those things. Um, and so, yeah. So 
I don't think the episode was recorded. Uh, I wish it was, but it probably means that we just need to do an episode on it at a later date. So um, just wanted to do that shout out. So, Oh, awesome. yeah, that was great. Glad that you did that because like that was it was such a amazing talk. It was it was wow. really fun. So our topic for today is CHF, which stands for congestive heart failure. So you're probably thinking, what is, why is my heart congested? You know, does it need a mucinex or something? <laughs> it's, not that type, it's not that type of congestion. Um, so essentially what CHF is, is that your heart, you know, parts of your heart, um, it's a giant muscle. So it's one of the most hardworking muscles in our body. And when it doesn't work properly, blood does not get out to the rest of your organs. Um, and that can cause a lot of issues. So if you think of your heart as a pump and your heart is unable to pump blood out to the rest of your body, you know, stuff when the pump doesn't work, you know, stuff backs up. So in congestive heart failure, um, your fluid will back up into your lungs. It can back up into your, um, your liver. It can back up into your legs and, you know, cause a lot of havoc in that regard. So when you see this, you know, what a lot of people come in with is usually, oh, you know, I got some like chest tightness, you know, I feel really short of breath. You know, I mean, I got this little, you know, kind of frothy cough. Um, you know, I can only walk a couple steps and I just feel real winded. And then why are my legs so huge? Like, you know, it looks like, you know, I'm walking on tree trunks here, doc. So, you know, what's going on? So, you know, we see this, we see this all the time in the hospital. And we also, you know, primary care doctors do see this in their clinic. And that's actually most of the times where it's diagnosed. Uh, when people come in with CHF and these symptoms, you do basic workup in the, um, in the clinic setting. Usually if it's really, really bad, then they'll likely send you into the hospital to get a more extensive workup. But for the most part, when you see it in the, out, the outpatient clinic setting, um, there's a couple of labs and a couple of imaging studies that you'll do. And then we also get you on the right medications because the biggest thing is, is that you need to pee off the extra fluid. So the medications that we're giving you um, is a big issue with non-compliance because it makes you pee a lot. Like I'm not talking about, you know, you just go a little trinkle to the URP and buckets, like to get all that extra fluid off. And that is important because your heart can't do that function for you. So that's why we give you the medications to do that. It is a true so, diuretic. Mm. You know, people complain about, they're like, oh, I'm taking hydrochlorothiazide and it's got me peeing so much. And I'm like, this is not a diuretic. Like nah. <laughs> you, you may urinate for a little bit extra for a week, maybe two, but you're going to readjust and you're not going to urinate. You've not seen diuretics until you have taken Lasix, which is also, which is also fer ferrosamide. Or what's the other, metolazone, terosamide, uh, like mm -hmm. you urinate like nobody's business. It's because, also, like, Umex. Known, yeah, Bumex, <laughs> yes. It's because um, fluids belong in very specific places. Like your body is so picky. I wish people understood like nothing is pickier than you on the inside. Your body wants things where it wanted it and only there you put it any place else and it gets pissed off so mm -hmm. if you're not squeezing if the pump is not working and you back it up fluids start to move outside of your cells and get stuck in other tissues it makes you all squishy so if anybody's ever like put your finger in your calf muscle or your shin 
and that fingerprint stays there for the next 10 seconds, you have too much fluid on your body. It does not mean that you're in heart failure. So don't be going around saying, Amy Joan D said, I saw a <laughs> fingerprint. I'm in heart failure. But it's just the it's the sign that Dr. Nona was saying. That's how you end up hanging out with her while she makes you pee all, all night with no sympathy. She does not. She's sleeping good at night while you are out here in these streets mm-hmm. peeing too, just so you know. IV 40 BID. Let's get that oh, fluid out. Yes. The IV. Girl, they start the peeing day, right I'm trying away. To send you home. Yes. I'm trying to send you home. So like if we got it, we got to get this fluid off, then the quickest way to do that is to give you big boluses of it in the hospital. And sometimes you may also be put on a drip. Well, that's something completely different. Mm-hmm. So usually what we do if you're take if you are already taking an oral um, a diuretic like Lasix or Bumex or Metalazone, and you know you you notice that you more fluid has been building up on you outside of the hospital, you know sometimes your doctor or your cardiologist will increase the dose, but that fluid still isn't coming off. Then usually that's when you come into the hospital and we give that stuff to your IV, and you pee it right off. And then once you're back to what we call your dry weight, then we modify your oral medications, and then you're good to go. Yeah, there's so many people that when um when we used to do hospital medicine, we would see like they would lose so much weight. Mm-hmm. They had so much fluid and it was just like and and it's really bad because the fluid backs up so much especially in your lungs. You feel like you're underwater, like you really um, you cannot feel breathe. uncomfortable, you can't breathe, right? And right. that's what would send send them in to um get all of that fluid out. Like we just have to. That's the only way. Yeah, we're not talking about like ten pounds. We're talking like forty plus, and some people, some people like it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of fluid. I can mm-hmm. remember taking care of someone, and from the day I saw him to the day he we sent him home from the hospital, he, he his it was such a drastic look. Like mm-hmm. he did not look himself. He literally looked sixty pounds lighter. He was so swollen that um. He could not walk. I mean, everything was swollen. His his legs were really swollen and everything. Um, and it's not just that. His his face was swollen. Like his eyelids were swollen. Testes were swollen. He, I felt so bad for him. I remember like going around the hospital, like looking for something so I could make him like a makeshift, like little bed for like his genitals because they were painful at that point because he, they had just been having so much water. And he was waiting, like, ah, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And like watching him like deflate day to day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally what it looks like. You like, like a mission, like he looked like he was like the mission, Michelin man. Yeah. Like you just kind of stuck something in there. Yeah. It was great. (laughs) But this give him like, he, I remember coming in like maybe like day five and he was walking past me to like coming from the bathroom, but moving quickly. I was like, oh my God, who is this? Like, who are you? Like, I don't even know you anymore. And he was like, I'm the same person. It's me. I'm just, you know, smaller. And I'm like, yes. Cartwheels, backflips. Like, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. That fluid is no joke. Don't get that bad people. Y'all just don't, don't do that. Call somebody. You feel a little swollen because of heart failure. Have to put that emphasis in there. Right. Call yeah. someone, <laughs> doctor. No, no, you are out here in these inpatient streets. But I will tell you that there is a thing that happens on the outpatient side where I get a lot of people come in and be like, "My legs are swollen. Can I get some Lasix?" And I'm like, "That's not an indication." It's it's interesting. So we're talking about heart failure. So mm-hmm. yes, Lasix for heart failure will definitely make you urinate 
all day, all night. It's one of the few medicines on the inpatient side that we don't, if we got to give it to you twice a day, we try not to punish you. And instead of you getting it every 12 hours, we will try to give it to you like early in the morning and then your last dose at like 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. So that you can try to sleep a little bit before we next round you in the morning. So, you know, normally when you're in the hospital, you get like Lasix. Well, you get BID or twice a day medicines, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., right? Seems easy enough. Mm -hmm. Not with Lasix. We'll do like 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. because we know that if we give it to you at 7 p.m., you'll never sleep. You'll pee all night and you will be so grouchy in the morning and we don't want you grouchy. Mm -mm. Right, right. Yeah, so that's usually usually what we do. Um, and then also, so the, it kind of brings us a question. So what what causes heart failure? Like, why do why do people get it? And there's if you are a newly diagnosed heart failure patient, usually what we have to do is to make sure this isn't due to what we call an ischemic insult to the heart. So ischemic ischemia is decreased blood flow. So you can think of the heart, you know, as I said, like it's a pump that pumps blood out to the rest of your body, but realize that the heart needs, it has its own blood supply. So the blood that's being pumped out also goes to the coronary arteries, which supply different chambers of the heart. And sometimes when parts of your heart don't work, like what you see in heart failure, you know, part that can be due to like a blockage in one of those coronary arteries and that we need to go in and check that out. So sometimes when people come in, um, you know, they have chest pain, shortness of breath, they're overloaded. You know, we give them Lasix and everything. Sometimes the next step will also be to make sure that the arteries surrounding your heart aren't blocked. And that's usually what we, we do that procedure called a coronary angiogram. And that's usually when we, um, if you take a little catheter that will either go up through your, um, through your arm or go through your groin. And we use that catheter. There's a little bit of dye on the end of that catheter. And we kind of spurt little uh, uh, parts of the dye to light up your arteries on the, um, on the x-ray. I'm using very, very small terms here. But on the x-ray, you'll see like the blood flow uh, to make sure that your arteries are patent and that they're you know, free flowing. But if any of that dye does not complete the circuit, like they don't go through all of the arteries and that we're concerned that you may have a narrowing or an actual blockage of that artery. And that's usually when we either deploy a stent or you may need a bigger surgery. So you may talk about people that have like bypass surgeries and that's usually in people with like, you know, really bad diabetes or any other, um, uh, any other condition that would cause like diffuse multivessel damage. So um, that's one of the biggest, biggest uh, um, things that we need to rule out that cause heart failure. But there are a ton of other ones that will take a lot more time than what we have on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Like chronic kidney disease. Yes. And <laughs> diabetes mm -hmm. and hypertension and, hypertension. Yes. and sleep apnea. Do these sound familiar? Mm -hmm. No, we've talked about all these things. Sleep apnea in particular is one that I think gets away. Um, uh, sorry, Dr. No, but... Uh, so in heart failure, you can, you can ruin the heart from either side, the left or the right. Ruin, but, and so in both cases, they both will lead to ultimate heart failure, right? So when we think about sleep apnea, we always think about, I was watching, I was on Facebook and there was some, um, or it was TikTok. I don't even know, but there was some picture of this guy, like he fallen asleep at work. He was 
operating machinery, which was concerning. And he's a big <laughs> guy and he's sitting there um, and, you know, his host, you know, the workers are like recording him and they're trying to do something. I'm sure they're going to set him up so they can scare him. But he is like kind of doing that good old sleep apnea snore. That- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and snoring so loudly, waking himself up, then going right back to sleep. But he wasn't waking up, but you could hear those pauses. And yeah. I'm like, oh man, this dude's got sleep yeah. apnea. And so you wonder, because people are like, he just works so hard. I'm like, maybe not. I mean, not that he doesn't work hard, but he might just be thoroughly exhausted because he does not get any like really good quality sleep. But mm-hmm. we we send people to, you know, sleep sleep clinic and they think we're doing it so they don't annoy the house with their snoring. That's really the more the cosmetic component to sleep apnea. Like, yeah, if you get a CPAP machine, you don't snore and you feel happy. But part of the issue is that sleep apnea causes high pressures in the lung, pulmonary hypertension. Mm-hmm. Your lungs cannot be a high pressure system. When you're breathing in, you need those to be a low pressure system so you can take air from outside and bring it in. If you've got force in the lungs already, then you can't do it. And the problem is that when you've got high blood pressure, well, high pressure in your lungs, it puts too much pressure on the right side of your heart. You know what years of not using your CPAP machine, fellas, because y'all do, this is always y'all, because it ain't sexy. You know, you's going to have some company over and you really whip out that CPAP machine. It eventually lead to... I'm telling the truth. It'll lead to left side heart failure. And then you end up back with Dr. Nono trying to get Lasix. And you ain't seen nothing unsexy. Then you like, girl, I'm finna, you don't know what you about to get. Hold on, I gotta pee. That's not sexy, right? Um, (laughs) Your CPAP machine is sexy. Let me tell you, your CPAP machine is sexy because it means you sleep and she sleeps. She is not gonna complain. But Mm -hmm. the, um, the heart failure is not. And I see, I hear a lot of guys saying, uh, you you know, I mean, you know, I don't whip it out all the time because I'm single. Like, I hear that all the time. Like, I'm single. I can't be whipping out my CPAP machine. I'm like, yes, you can. You're going to give yourself heart failure. That's yes. all. Yes. And no, I mean, Amy Joe brought up a great point that, you know, there are right-sided heart failure and there's left-sided heart failure. So right-sided heart failure, there's usually some insult from the lungs that can cause, you know, that will increase the pressure and cause your pump, your heart not to work properly. So not just um, OSA, um, there's also really bad COPD. So chronic obstructive pulmonary disease where you just blow out all the air spaces in your lungs, your lungs are just essentially giant air-filled balloons. Those little air sacs that are in your um, lungs, those get destroyed in really bad COPD. So typically what we, sometimes we can see people that have really bad COPD and that can lead to right-sided heart failure. So, you know, it's, the heart itself is a, is a system that is connected to your lungs and then to the rest of your body. So when one of those things are in whack, then that messes up the whole system and you can get heart failure from any one of those mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like, just doing the CPAP and just doing that consistently that just kind of fixes makes things a lot better like i remember we had this i I remember this one particular patient that we had in residency like she literally had right-sided kind of heart failure and she wasn't like um i'm not gonna say how can i say wasn't adherent to her cpap machine (laughs) 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 
not conforming and, to the standards. Non conforming to the standard. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's uncomfortable, right? They're like, they don't like it, the pressure, they can't sleep and it's uncomfortable on their face. But it was really causing some significant heart damage for her. And we would just tell her, like, all you have to do is do that and your heart is going to get better. It's all yeah, we do. I mean, we ask you out on all the meds we can give you. <laughs> Yeah. Right, and that, that's a big problem. And yeah. you know, with the CPAP, you also have different mask. You can do the nasal prongs. You can do and uh, make sure that your mask is actually fitting, because that's usually where a lot of the discomfort comes from. Mm-hmm. Is that the mask is not fitting properly on your face, and that can you know wear down the bridge of your nose. You know, it can be too tight on the side, so people are more likely not to wear it. So, if your CPAP mask doesn't fit and it's causing you discomfort, let your doctor know so that we can get you the right size. Um, Because there's a lot of different options out there. And we want to make sure that, you know, we, if you're on your CPAP now, we're trying to prevent, you know, us from having to escalate the medications and get into a point where we can't go up anymore. And that's it. And that, that's where a lot of problems happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something else. What was I going to say? Oh, okay. So other management. So, you know, not all CHF is just the medications that we give you. Those are extremely important. Um, and you're not just going to get, you know, Lasix, you're likely going to get other medications that are also doing double duty to help with your um, high blood pressure, like uh, ACE inhibitor or an ARB. Um, I'm not going to, the names are long. We're just going to use acronyms. Um, beta blockers, um, a statin, you know, aspirin. So these all, these medications all work in uh, concert to prevent your heart from, you know, doing this weird remodeling uh thing that it does when in heart failure and also helps to control your um, your blood pressure and also helps to keep your uh, water levels down. So, you know, don't don't be yelling at Dr. Chris, Amy Joe, Dr. Sunshine when they come on here and saying, why are you giving me all these meds? It's too much. I can't take five meds in a day. I'm like, if you if you don't want to come in to see me, then yes, you do. Um, <laughs> and so we call that in the clinic improving your morbidity and mortality. So people ask this all the time. So you see Dr. Nono and she gives you all these medicines and a couple, one or two things happen. They either come see me right away and they say, oh my God, I promise y'all I would take my blood pressure medicine. And I agree to those two. You had me on two years ago, but now Dr. Nono is just giving me five more. I don't understand. So um, some of them, they're literally on because this, we've done studies on some of these medications. And we know that when we put you on the medicines that Dr. Nono is talking about, we improve how long you live. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we're, we're being light about heart failure. But heart failure simply means your heart is failing to function the way it should to sustain life mm-hmm. over years, Right. It's doing okay, but it's not It's not in any shape that we would like to see it. And so we are trying to put medicines on that protect the heart as much as possible and may even improve the function a little bit. So that's why you can you could go into the hospital um, saying, well, I'm, I'm supposed to take two blood pressure medicines. You can leave out with 10 mm-hmm. because we're going to see those two and raise you eight, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you have got to get these medicines on. So that's what's happening. That's why Dr. Nono's putting them on because she knows that we've got to get this get this going because now it's about preserving life and extending life as long as we possibly can and seeing can we get some of the function back. 
So kind of going along with that. So I remember when Dr. Chris said that, you know, we can only increase your medications to a point that if, you know, you know, you're having an issue with the medications or if you're, if you're taking them just fine, but your heart function continues to decline, then sometimes in some cases, people may need to be to put in what's called a, a pacemaker or a defibrillating device. So you may have like a grandma or an auntie who, you know, you know, went into the hospital, they said her heart function was low, low, and she came out with a defibrillator device. And you're like, well, what is that? Like, why, why do I have this thing in my chest? So, you know, the indications for that, they're, you know, they're a little complicated, but for the most part, if you have a rhythm, um, a, a rhythm that we typically see in like a code blue. So you see on TV, they call it a code blue, you know, someone goes into cardiac arrest and they jump on the chest, they're, you know, doing compressions. And then they see that rhythm that pops up on the strip. Um, and it's like, oh, it's a shock rhythm shock. Um, so usually uh, if your heart goes into that rhythm and it remains sustained in that rhythm and your function is low, then those would be the indications for getting that type of device I mentioned earlier. And that is something that will be set up with your cardiologists and everything. Like at this point, you've already been seeing them. They've already modified your medic your medications from what you know I or Amy Joe or Dr. Chris has started you on. But, you know, when it gets to that point, then I just want to, you know, make that aware that that sometimes will be what's needed to prevent your heart function from declining any further. We don't have a lot of them, but we do have, we do have one, maybe two. Um, the question is, for women, which is the type of birth control with the least amount of side effects? Thank you for your help. Mm. Uh, okay, so shameless plug first. Um, I'm going to give you a website that I give all of my patients that I learned in residency. And there's, there's several of them, but this is the one that I remember and it's my favorite. It's called bedsider.org. Yeah, I knew that was the one. <laughs> I love org because it is all things female birth control. And it is the positives, the minuses, and it's it even has some real-time, I think, uh, testimonials from people. And it is not my baby mama's cousin's hairdresser has said this one time when she um, took this. <laughs> It turned her vagina green, like none of that. So um, something else entirely. So that's the first place. I think that's a good place to get all things. Like, let me see a good list of all the options for birth control. As it relates to side effects, that's a hard question to answer because it varies on the person. Mm-hmm. I have put in Nexpanons or IUDs in fifteen people in a row, and everybody was like, "I love it." If you try to take it out, I cut your hands off. And then you put it in somebody else, same thing, same way. They'll come back and they'll have 10 million side effects. So the side effects are varied. It depends on what you got. You got birth control pills. There could be um, cramping. There could be spotty because you don't remember to take it all the time. There could be irritability. Some people get a little moody. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, you know, complain of depressive symptoms. Like it could be a wide range of things. Do we expect that most of the birth control that we give you, we expect no symptoms, right? Most people tolerate it well, keep going. So it's our expectation that most of the ones we do, with some exceptions, are going to give you no side effects. With that said, the list of side effects is so long, I could not even 
name them. It depends on what they are. IUDs come with their own set of side effects. Irregular bleeding would be one of them. Nexplanons come with their own set of side effects. All the long-term ones, irregular bleeding is always a risk. Um, or no period. So depending on how you feel about it, you know, I've had some people come back and say, you know what, I'm not having a period. I just don't feel this. I don't feel well about not having a period. So we need something different. And I'm like, uh, okay, then. I mean, that's fine. Um, so it, it's hard to know. You've got short-term and long-term birth control. They come with different side effects. But if you check out the website, mm-hmm. it will not steer you wrong. Yeah. I, and I, even, add- I was oh, going to say like, even like um, some people come and say they want a birth control, but they don't want to take any hormones or anything like that. So um, sometimes I would offer like a Paragard because that that shouldn't really change your cycle or give you any side effects. But some people even complain about um, issues with the Paragard as well. But te- technically, you shouldn't really have side effects from like the birth control, the typical side effects like bleeding issues mm-hmm. or um, any of the hormonal effects because it does not give hormones. It's not how it prevents. Right. But the copper one, you've got yeah. a really big, like, if any of them I'm going to bet that might make you bleed, I'm going to yeah. put my money on the copper IUD. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the hard part. Your mm-hmm. parents, well, maybe not. Man, we got to move this. Your, your grandparents will remember a time where IUDs were not in style. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. sometimes if you're trying to talk to, if I don't know, some people still, you know, were raised by Big Mom or whatever. And they're like, hey, I'm going to do some birth control. That's what I'm thinking about. If she freaks out, don't be alarmed. It is that IUDs were once um, kind of a bad, bad word in medicine because yeah, Mm -hmm. they, they just got, they caused lots of side effects. And so they're off the market for years. They're back on the market now and they're well tolerated. They're smaller. um, The hormones are easier to tolerate. So um, there's lots of things, but they're really cool ones out there. Um, that are better than just condoms or the pullout method. Cause that, those two that y'all are using most of y'all, especially my 20 year olds, um, <laughs> is not working. Mm-mm. It's not working. I also add another website. Um, so Bedsiders is a great one. There's also the reproductive access health project. Mm, yeah. And that also gives you really nice, um, a spreadsheet or not spreadsheet, like a cutout mm-hmm. um, of all the different methods tells you the pros and cons for each and the most common side effects for each of those. Um, I used to print that out and just give it to my patients in the clinic. I remember it's that. Actually very, it's very helpful. So I remember Dr. Nono's little printout. I'd be like, oh, I just tell people now, hey, you know, as young people, y'all got a phone. Hey, where, where your phone at? Whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, put this tab on here. Save it. Go through it later. Talk to your girlfriends about it. Like, you know, right, whoever, we're saving trees. We're saving trees. Yeah. Just put it in your phone um, and that'll be fine. But, you know, birth control is cool. Um, it's. It's the, the the one side of the coin. Of course, the other side of the coin is, you know, then getting you pregnant. So, you know, we should fluctuate between the two. So for people who are trying not to get pregnant, those are all of your, your options. So you got your long acting, your short acting. So you got condoms, pills, implants, IUDs, um, sponges, if you're into that. Uh, I would forget. I'd be so pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got this newer one now. I think it's yeah. called the Plexi. The, yeah. You only use it when you're when you're gonna have sex. It's almost like a it's almost like a, a diva cup, except for it's just got the little silicone, like it's just got mm-hmm. the little barrier. So you you install it like a diva cup, and then it protects. You know, 
well, here's my fear, right? I'm I'm a pretty practical doc in person. My fear is I would go in there to take that joker out and would have stuck my finger all up in the cement and then stuck my finger past the right, wall. right, right. right. Now, and that cement be like, thank you, right. and I yourself. Swim, swim, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. So I, yeah, I, I just. Um, it, those are user errors, though. That is not a that is not a <laughs> default of the product. Just so we're clear, like the product works. Um, I just always think about user error. Like, are you following directions? Are you removing things appropriately? And can you keep up with the responsibilities of your birth control? Like, that's really what it is. You know, I couldn't keep up with um, birth control pills at this point. I would, I for sure not remember to take one um it would be very hard so yeah but i mean but the thing is you you a lot of times people choose based on what they can do right Mm because most of them are very i mean they are effective right but a lot of it is user error right like pills are very effective but if you forget to take them guess what you increase your risk right so if you're not a pill taking kind of person maybe that's not the best choice for you (laughs) you know so Mm -hmm. it kind of really all depends on your lifestyle what you prefer, um, what your contraindications are. Yeah. You know. Oh, Depo. Depo will make you gain weight. Yes. Yeah, I'll Depo. give you that. But we have an episode where we discuss all of these birth control options. That was in oh, season yeah. one. Yeah. Check out yes. season one. So y'all want another question? I hope that answers your question, time? listener. Do we have another one? I think we we might have a little yeah. bit of time. All yeah, right. All right. It. Good afternoon. I have a question for you and your chocolate MD cohorts. Beach season is coming up and all that winter cake in and eating has left a little extra around the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it Welcome comes... to everybody's world. <laughs> oh, <I> yes. <laughs> when it comes to green juices as a kickstart to healthier living, what's good or not? How much is too much and what is what is it really doing to your body? Oh, the green oh, juice. You used to do green juices. You used to juice all the time yeah <laughs> i never oh, there was also a second part to this i know fresh vegetables at, at fresh i know fresh and made at home with fruits and veggies will be the best but what about pre-packaged ones both house naked etc yes oh, i am a green so, i know yes you I used know. to juice all the time i don't even know how she would do it you'd be like oh i'm juicing this week i'm like oh boy and i and i'm not a juicer let's let's be clear so juicing um which actually i'm well i'm doing i'm juicing right now okay so i am juicing right now so okay let me just not a consistent juicer that's i'm not a consistent juicer but i love a good smoothie and the difference between juicing and my smoothies is that when i'm juicing i am just getting the juice from that fruit or that vegetable whatever i'm taking in so it's just gonna make juice um and I'm currently juicing because people are like, what are you juicing? I am currently juicing um, beets, watermelon, and ginger. Hmm. Um, but green smoothies, like green drinks, stuff like that, that he's getting at, I love them as a meal substitute. You can put some protein in it. For you who don't want to do protein powder, you can put chickpeas or black beans in it to get a little bit of protein so that they're filling. And they really are very helpful for when you... Don't do well planning a particular meal. And so that meal tends to be a consistent sabotage. That's generally where I tell people like, hey, you're interested in green drinks and stuff like that. Is there any one meal of the day that you just seem to never get right? For a lot of people, it's like a breakfast or a lunch. So I have people that say, 
I don't know what it is. I never forget to prepare breakfast. And so I always end up going to um, McDonald's. Mm. I think when you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not beach ready. I feel a little extra weight. I think a green drink first thing in the morning is great. Right. So I think they're great meal substitutes, but you've got to put some stuff in them. Um, and as it relates to natural versus prepackaged, the prepackaged ones all are all going to have way more sugar than you want. So they taste good, but they're full of sugar. Um, the, from, from top to bottom, you could, you could search for one general rule for women is at least 40 grams or less per, per meal for your meals. For men, you can get up to 50. So if it's meeting that qualification, and you know, and it's just the best you can do by all means. I'm a realist, so sometimes buying it is the best we can do, and you do that. Um, but if you can make them yourself and they don't take that long, if you've got everything in your fridge or your freezer, there's no science to it. Handful of greens, handful of fruit, you want it sweeter, throw a banana in it, blend it, call it a day. What you should avoid, though, even if you're making them at home, is using fruit juices. People tend to think, oh, well, I'm going to put fruit juice in it. Well, that's sugar. So you should um, moisten your smoothies with water. Um, some people like to use like milk, almond milk, stuff like that to get a little bit of calcium, some protein, some fats. Sure, that's fine. I would avoid the juices though. Yeah, I, I agree. You can use like a sweetened, um, I mean, again, you need to pay attention to like the uh, the sugar content in the uh in the pre-packaged uh juices that you get honestly i found that going to because i'm trying to get i I feel this reader i'm trying to get ready for hot girl summer um (laughs) i feel like time is closing in so i feel you yeah um but you can go costco actually has um like the flash flash frozen um pre-packaged smoothie packs that you can pick up and it includes like blueberries kale strawberries and it's it's actual the actual fruit there's no preservatives or anything you just flash frozen you open the packet dump it into your blender and you're you're good that's it um if you can get to the point where you can like just cut up your fruit like ahead of time and then you can just you know make little uh, bags and just dump that into the blender as well that also works um but i found that using water as a base uh does you know that also cuts out the calories and the extra sugar but if you want more of that like creamy aspects then you can use like coconut uh soy or almond milk would be really good substitutes for that yeah coconut water for people who have lots of muscle cramps has got a nice um potassium content to them i don't use it all the time but you know I can tell sometimes when I'm dehydrated, especially if I'm ramping up a workout, my feet cramp at night. Um, and I'm like, okay, I might need to put some coconut water in my smoothie next time. I have not had a smoothie in a long time because I've been juicing, but thank you, listener. You remind me to make some, actually I was doing meal service that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I went to check my menu um, Sunday night last week to be like, Ooh, what am, what's on the menu? And they were like, yeah, we're out of business effective immediately. Bye. <gasps> I'm like, what? what? Yes. I was so sad. Dang. That's so sorry. That <laughs> really sucks. Cause those meal services, uh, they really help. Meal service I comes definitely. through. Oh yeah. I definitely love yes. it. But I used I, to, I tried to get into juicing, but. Juicing know. or smoothies. I think I'm trying to remember which one I did. It might've actually, it more. probably wasn't juicing. It might've been smoothies. <laughs> And yeah. what I remember is I always I was always going to the bathroom. Was always yeah, cleaning. well, yeah. 
It I can't take it. it. I can't take it. I'm like, I'm paying too much. I can't do it. I like I it. I know. Because it like, makes I you regular. Can't. You get your greens in. Like, I love it. I probably I, just I like feeling regular. I want to poop every morning. And I, I mean, I get you. Every I mean, I really have that. I didn't really have that problem when I was doing it. So then to me, it was just like, <laughs> you're like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> right. That's fine. You, but you're also the same person to eat salad without salad dressing. So you're also super healthy. So what? you're, you're, yeah. Oh, you Doctor, no, you don't know this. Oh yeah. Like she does not use salad dressing. Remember her mom, like the salad dressing was for guests. So she was out here when a kid. Oh, like, yes. Yes. I have childhood drama, y'all. <laughs> No, and that's probably why I don't really get into juicing too, because my my mom used to make juices, and she used to mix oh. all these fruits together, like not fruits, vegetables together, yeah. and make juices, and tell me that oh, you need to drink this because it's gonna make you see better, and I'm like, but I still wear glasses like, and I, I still want can't it. see. <laughs> so yeah, and she used to make me drink it with her, and then like my, my dad didn't have to, but I had to. You know so, what? You make me. You maybe want to maybe add some carrots to my. To my, I hate carrots. By the way, y'all, I hate them. Really, they're good for you. Oh God, I hate oh, carrots. Yeah. You pop I them didn't in know you fire. hated carrots. Yes, I hate carrots. I will oh. eat them shredded in a salad, mm-hmm. and I will eat them cooked, like in a stew or something like that. Really? But um, like to see like carrots is out here in these streets posing at me. Like, don't you want me? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, you gotta try them. Try them roasted in the air fryer. Um, you just add she's some not, salt and pepper. Not. She and told you. Oil. She no, told you really the times really. that she's gonna. I've done. Ca- I've done candy. Ca- do like it. I've tried. I mean, I'm I'm open to trying some of those. I just don't like them. Right. Mm-hmm. I have come to the conclusion that I don't like carrots. All right. I think that's a wrap. But we gotta go tell them. Doctor, no. Tell the people us. where they find us. Of course. All right. So y'all check out our website, uh, www.thechocolatemds.com, uh, where you can preview all of our um, our previous podcasts and also send us questions via our question portal. Um, also, feel free to send us questions via our Gmail, which is thechocolatemds at gmail.com. And also be sure to check our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at the chocolate MDS where we post updates on upcoming episodes, talks that we're doing and anything else in between. All right, y'all. All right. Let's see. It's been real out here. Have, have a good night. Yes. Can't wait to do it again. Bye guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.